now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Mary Rogers. Mary had a near-death experience where she encountered Jesus and he washed and tended her feet during her experience. And today we're going to learn about it. Mary, thank you so much for joining us and welcome. Thanks for having me, Jeff. It's good to be here. Well, if you don't mind, let's just start with your near-death experience. Okay. I was in Louisiana, um, and I was uh, being weaned from a psychotropic medication that was dangerous. It's it's called a MAO inhibitor. Mm -hmm. So my daughter had graduated from high school, and I thought that it was a really good opportunity to to go to a treatment facility to come off that medication safely. Well, not really sure if it was too quick or what was happening, but um, it, it ignited four brain aneurysms that were on my brainstem. Three of them were, or three of them were inoperable and one of them was operable, but it put me in a coma. So uh, at the treatment facility, I got very, very sick and they had to move me to another part of the treatment facility. And um, I just was so uh, sick and needed air and wanted to be with the people that I had met. So I said, well, let's just go out for, you know, just go outside and get some fresh air. So I went out sat on a picnic table and a friend of mine, Rebecca came over and she said, Mary, are you feeling better? Are you okay? And I went, and the next thing I know felt like somebody took a gun and shot me straight between the eyes. And my brain felt like it blew up. Um, And that was that. The next thing I know I'm in the ambulance and I began to separate from my body And I'm watching them do their work. I'm wondering what's going on. And I look around. Everything is dark. And I looked around and I just went, am I dead? And I choose to call this voice God. He says, no, keep walking. Okay, so I kept walking. It was still dark. But I could see like there was a light at the end. It wasn't a tunnel, but I could see that there was light happening. So I went to where it was light and I came upon the most incredible field of Gerber daisies, which are my favorite daisies. Every color of the rainbow that you can think of. And a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, they were swaying in the breeze and I was just like loving the looks of these daisies. So I think I'm going to take a break. So I sat on the, this hill with the Gerber daisies and just, I don't know what I was contemplating or thinking about, but um, I turned around and I don't know if you know what the tree of life looks like, but it's the olive, it's, it, it's the olive tree. It's very beautiful. It's the tree of life. And I see this man peeking out behind the tree and I went oh my god I think that's Jesus sure enough that man walked out 
came down on the field where I was sitting. We did not talk like you and I are talking. It was all telepathic. Every bit of it was him reading me, me reading him. It was unreal. Um, it did not look like the Jesus of my Christian upbringing. This Jesus uh, looked um, very much like um, Akiana. She's the girl that drew Jesus. And I, I don't know if you know who she is. Akiana, I can't think of her last name. But she's been drawing Jesus and scenes of heaven since she's been eight years old. So it was the closest to that Jesus. Short brown hair incredibly handsome, was wearing, you know, a muslin kind of uh, robe with a rope around it. Sounds pretty traditional, but that's the way it was. And I looked at his feet and he had beautiful sandals on and he extended his hand to me. And I put my hand in his and I got up and I could feel my body splitting again. And I was, I was, holding Jesus' hand and looking into his eyes again. I'll call those eyes hazel, but when I looked into those eyes, I saw the galaxies, the planets, the stars, the Milky Way. It was incredible. So we began to walk down this beautiful um, field, and one part of me stayed in the field, and the other part went down with Jesus. And I couldn't quite hear what they were talking about or wasn't making sense to me. But he was tending my feet and washing my feet. And he said, do you want to go back? And I said, yeah, I'll go back. And he said, no, you don't seem to understand. There will be great suffering if you go back. And I looked at him and I said, well... I'm bipolar. I get suffering. I said, oh, no. No, you don't understand. He was right. And on the third time that he asked me, and I said, I'll go back, I flew through the universe, the galaxies, the stars, everywhere. And I smashed into my limp, dead body. Um, my right side was paralyzed. There was so much pain. It was ridiculous. I lost all ability to walk, talk, all of it. So I stayed in this hospital in a coma for three and a half months, in and out and in and out and in and out. I mean, my family, I'm the youngest of seven and my whole family was there. And um, it was three and a half months of absolute incredible bliss uh the places that i traveled in heaven i went into a library um i didn't know what this library was until i uh started working with the healer when i came out of rehab um she said oh you were in the akasic library i'd never heard of such a thing um but it's kind of like um sort of like Washington Monument where there's great pillars and very um, stone. And I walked into this stone, beautiful building 
and there was just books. It was an unlimited, I mean, I could have gone forever and ever and ever. And I touched my hand on these books. And as I was touching my hand on the books, all the words and all the information on of these books was going into me. And I felt like, oh my God, I know everything. And it's so complicatingly simple. Incredibly simple, but very complicated. So I walked out of that library um, and all I saw as I continued was nature. I could hear angels. I could hear people, but they weren't visible to me. Um, I was in my own, my own near death experience. It was mine alone. And um, I had come from a lot of childhood trauma. And one of the traumas that took place was out in nature. So uh, as a human being, when you're traumatized, you kind of cut yourself off from things that are hurtful. And I had cut myself off from the earth from the time I was 11 years old, and I'm 61. So it's a lot of years to not feel connected to nature. So that's all I saw was nature. Landscapes that um, there's no words for these landscapes. You look at the Grand Canyon, you better times that by a billion. The beauty and the detail and the colors. O-M-G with the colors. Just thinking about, you know, again, I'm coming up to almost 21 years here and it really brings me back. I can't quite... um, duplicate what it felt like here on earth but um i certainly am able to kind of reach a certain place in meditation um but the real work started when i uh, woke up my right side was paralyzed and um it was just it was a lot of rehab, learning how to walk, learning how to talk, took about four years. And I have been connected each and every moment. I'm connected with the God of my understanding, the Jesus of my understanding. I also noticed that a lot of people's stories are very different. The one thing that, that is the same is the love. The love that I experienced in heaven, you can't touch that here on earth. You just can't. Um, It's impossible. Um, And I also said, I, I remember saying this, oh my God, even Hitler is loved here. And I hear, absolutely. So, um, that was that it changed my life, mm-hmm. and I'm no longer bipolar. And you know, any doctor goes, eh, and I go, You don't want to talk about God or anything like that, do you? No, 
know. But Evan Alexander, who's the neurosurgeon, he talks about it, you know. Um, so it's it's tricky territory. Um, and to have to really actually live in darkness and evil and um, suffering. The suffering was, he went, Jesus wasn't joking when he said there's great suffering involved. It wasn't just me. It was for the world. And then now pandemic came. All of a sudden, I'm released from this horrible, dark place. And I'm back. And I'm connected with human beings again. I'm connected with the earth again. I'm connected. It was... It was actually traumatic. It 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 put me in a, a, a situation of um, my psychiatrist will say what you had was a, a a psychotic break and a spiritual crisis at the same time. And I said I don't know how I survived that because it was absolutely uh, over the top. Um. So even though it was bliss, it was really, really scary and really hard to feel that level of nature again here. Um, and to also say, I've been this disconnected for 57 years. That's it's just crazy to me. To I could look out a window and go, oh, it's so pretty outside. But I didn't want to have anything to do with being outside. Um, got great friends who are athletes, not real interested in any of that. Anything to do in nature, I wasn't, that just wasn't, wasn't for me. But when I went to heaven, that's all it was about. So it's been a journey of um, reconnecting with what I disconnected as a child. Um, and so I get to, I get to have a pretty interesting life every day very interesting um i'm very connected with my um, brothers who have passed um my lineage um i mean it goes on and on and i can have a conversation with you sitting here and have a conversation with god all at the same time it goes all day every day on and on until i drop off to sleep at night hmm. so that's my world well, thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Since you saw Jesus, do you have or did you have a religious background? Yes. Uh, came from a uh, highly uh, Catholic background. So very Christian. Um, Christian, there was none of that stuff going on with my near-death experience. It was all about love and connection and reconnection. Um, so it was, you know, in God, I say it's a he only because there's a power and a strength behind the words um, that feels male to me. Um, but the love is, boy, pretty, I, I, I don't have words for it, Jeff. I'm stumped 
Are you still Catholic? No. I don't do a religion. Um, in my opinion, it gets messy. So um, I, I kind, I'm kind of solo. I do healing work with people, but I don't get real involved in any kind of uh, religious organizations. They don't fit for me anymore. You're about the third or fourth experiencer that expressed that over there. There was a place that was stone, Romanesque oh, really? columns. Yep. And, that, and, and, and from what you described, the Akashic rec- records or library. Yeah. I, so it's interesting to hear that again. Well, I've never heard of it, so I didn't know. It was pretty cool, though. And... I've got some information in me, but I can't force anything. It it took me 20, almost 21 years to sit here and talk to you, Jeff, about something that happened a long time ago, but it's with me every single day. So you're saying there's stuff in there that we can't pull out and share Not with yet. the audience. It would be great. I would love to be hypnotized. I would love to have some machinery that would I could put my hand on it and it could you know just this is what it is but uh, moments there's only moments that that uh I'll go oh my god that happened too oh geez and then usually it's when I'm working on somebody's feet Hmm. do you feel like it's do you feel like it's there and you just can't reach it oh on tip of tongue. Yeah. Hmm. It feels that close. Did you feel like it was more real over there than here? Like living here is a dream? Living here is a nightmare. I'm just going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, dream? Boy, I don't know. It felt more... Um, it definitely felt like a home. Like, ooh. And I couldn't believe that I said I'd go back. I, I couldn't believe that I would do something like that. But, you know, people need to know. People are interested. Even if they're atheist, they want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Did you get a, Did you get any sense of why we come here at all in the first place? Um, I can only share from just my own understanding is that um, human beings, we're created. And one of the, the most interesting things about us as human beings is our curiosity and thirst for knowledge. So I think that that is a propeller in and of itself of, of uh, wanting to be curious and wanting to know. And suffering is just a part of that. But it's always going on at the same time. The dark and the light are always working. So that was a kind of a shocker to me during pandemic time was I had gone outside to the pond and we have turtles in the pond 
and I was feeding the turtles and I looked up into the sky and the sky parted and I could see dimension after dimension after dimension after dimension. That stuff don't stop. Hmm. So if it's a black hole that you're interested in, it might be something that you meet. I prefer to go the other way because it's quite lovely and exciting and fun. Do you and have, you, get do to, you, have, you get to stay young. Do you have any other abilities that you gained from your experience? Well, I do. I do a, a um, short answer. Yes. Um, I do uh, a beautiful uh there's a tarot deck that I'm very much resonate with and I do spirit doll readings with people. And I create these spirit dolls through, uh, through the, through these tarot cards and um, kind of give the person this doll to support them on their journey till whenever that journey ends or when the journey actually really begins, you know, there's that. There's boy, if, if you have no faith, if you have a black hole that you're thinking about, ooh, I'm just warning you, be really careful about that. Because it's no fun going into a black hole. I've been there too. Mm. And uh, when I uh, woke up from the coma, I could feel, and I'll because I'm Catholic, I choose to call this Satan. I could feel hot breath surrounding me, just like I felt the love in heaven. Here back on earth, I felt the darkest evil. Um, and I, 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 I just had to deal with it. I had to deal with it. And, um, I kept asking, what's my mission? What am I, what am I doing back here? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Am I supposed to just fight with Satan or hang out with Satan as my buddy? Mm -hmm. This is no good, you know? So um, this is really brand new for me, Jeff. So I don't know what it looks like. Hmm. I've been pretty quiet for 21 years. And I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if, if I can be quiet anymore. In your opinion, then, is hell on earth not in the afterlife? Well, that's where I experienced it. I didn't see any firing inferno anywhere. But when I got back into my body, mother of God, it was, I mean, every horror flick that you have, that terrorizes anybody. That was the ball game that I was playing all day long. But I had to understand what human suffering was on a cellular level. Unfortunately, if I know that there's a lot of people that have said that we choose what we do, we choose the kind of life that we're going to have, we choose the parents. I'm going to say for me, I don't think I would have chose this. Hmm. No. It was very, very hard. 
very beautiful, but very, very hard. And now it's getting easier. I'm only eight months old. How do you think this experience changed you personality-wise? I still have my sense of humor, but it's kinder. Um, I'm, I'm much more gentle. And judgment, there's not much of that that goes on with me. Um, we're all trying to figure it out. You know, and if we can hook each other up and support each other when things are really tough, that's a good thing to do. It's good karma. It's like, I don't know why we don't make an investment into eternity. Because that's forever. This is just like a blink of an eye. While you were there, and it seems like you kept kind of going back and forth, did you lose track of time or was there any time over there? Zero time. Not even a thought. Didn't exist. And I experienced that. I'm an artist. And I experienced that when I'm doing my artwork. Um, it can feel, five minutes can feel like an eternity. An eternity can feel like five minutes. It's bizarre. So I'm kind of off balance when it comes to that. Um, I have to do all kinds of tricks for myself. I have to set timers. I have to be, you know, it's really kind of a pain in the rear end, to be honest. So it sounds like you're still having problem with time now back on this realm. No question. I'm, you know, they say, well, you had a near death experience. I feel like I'm still in it, Hmm. you know, and as I said, eight months old, out of all of it, all, all of it, except my conversation with God that is happening right now. Can you tell us more about that? Like give us some more examples about your conversations okay. with God. Okay. Well, one time, my sister, who I adore, um, she said, so you talk to God, huh? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, what does he sound like? And I said, do you remember Charleston Heston in the Ten Commandments? And she said, yeah. And I said, there's that. And she said, are you kidding me? My sister is very, very uh, bright and um, grounded and doesn't like that ethereal place too much. So uh, I have to be grounded with her. Um, but I think that my work with, with reflexology and I'm also a Reiki master doing healing work is just, I mean, it feeds me. If I could do it free, I would, I would do it free. Do you think that's what your mission is? Healing people? I do. Or just being a vessel because there's a lot of us around being a vessel of really, uh, appropriate energy because sometimes these religious people go off the deep end and it hurts people more than not so that's why i kind of i kind of back away from any kind of religious anything catholic buddhism i kind of go there a little bit um 
feels more uh, uh, sound to me. The Christian, uh, and I might get a lot of Christians mad, but it's like God's a lot nicer, a lot nicer than what you guys are saying. He is to be feared for sure, but really loving, kind, they got it wrong. So I'm sure you'll have something tomorrow morning that says something from some Christian. I grew up Catholic. I didn't, I did not bump into that God at all. And I didn't see God either. I just heard his voice and I saw his son. So, you know, people, you have to get humorous about it after a while. It's kind of like, well, you know, my teacher was blah and blah and blah and blah. And every once in a while, I feel like saying, well, my teacher was Jesus. I don't know. You know, but I don't. I don't go there. But there are times when I think, what would you sound like if you said, well, Jesus was my teacher? Because he was. He was taking me all through heaven. It was beautiful. And it's exciting. And I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I have no fear, Jeff. That's how it's changed. I used to be terrified of everything. I'm afraid of nothing anymore. Perhaps a car accident. That doesn't feel like that would be fun. But fear, not so much. Do you still remember the initial experiences as clear today as the day that they happened? Like it was two seconds ago. And I know a lot of people, a lot of near-death people, you know, the further you get away from it, the more you sort of lose it. No, sir. No. I'm with it until I drop off to sleep at night. So it's always going on. Hmm. It's a lot of work, Jeff. Do you have any negative after effects from this? Besides the physical stuff that you had to deal with? I don't think so. I, I I think it transformed me from a sarcastic uh, person who used her humor at somebody else's expense. I absolutely will never, ever do that again. Ever. Mm. So that's, I don't know, I think that's pretty substantial of a shift, you know? Yeah, I agree. What inspires you about your experience? The love, the joy, uh, the mystery. Because I didn't get to stay two weeks. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, I got a, a really nice glimpse. I got a lot of information. It's just not at my fingertips right now. And as I write, I think, I think more things are going to, going to start happening because I made the intention and the decision. It's time to write a book. I've been quiet. Did you ever feel any depression? Like you're homesick and you don't feel the love like you did over there. And, and no question about it. Oh, it's like being in Sahara desert and Jesus hands you a glass of water. 
And the next thing you know, it's gone. Major depression, major anxiety, um, sadness. Um, even though I have a pretty active relationship going on with God, I'm not there. And I would like to be. Um, I'm not going to rush things. I was never a suicidal person until after my near-death experience. Mm -hmm. All I wanted to be was dead. Mm -hmm. So now I understand what it means to be suicidal. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like really understanding human uh, suffering on a, on a cellular level. That's what it feels like to me. Feel it in my body everywhere. Mm. And, but I don't take, what I don't take is other people's uh, negative energy or whatever their, whatever their issues happen to be. I don't take them on. I have a practice of getting out in the earth and releasing it to the earth and the earth will recycle it into something beautiful so i don't take on other people's issues and i thank god for that when you were over there did you feel connected with everything and when you came back you felt isolated totally and totally and completely who, who who's gonna believe this stuff who, who's gonna support this stuff and it's only been probably five months. One of my very dear friends who's a massage therapist lost her husband recently. And we got together for a girl's kind of connection. And um, right before I left, she said, you know, Mary, she says, have you gone on Facebook and like looked up, you know, near death experiences? And I went, no. And she says, why don't you kind of look, see what's out there? So I did. And oh, yeah, it's changed things. I've heard that 5% of the population has had an NDE. Okay. That's a lot of people though. Yeah. There's a lot of stories, and it's all different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's different, Jeffrey, don't you think? Yeah, every story is unique to the person. It's really, yeah, I think that's what I find fascinating, except the love. Everybody talks about the love. It's over the top. Although now I'm starting to hear more and more people describe the Akashic Records as kind of the same place. Well, it kind of is. I mean, there's, I mean... The masters, just every genius in history, those books contain every formula that we need to live in this life. I know a lot of people say, oh, my God, why do we have, why does God do, why did, God gets a bad rap, you know? Number one, we have free will. Mm -hmm. And when you have free will, a lot of stuff can happen. It's funny you mention that because it makes me think that's the atheist argument that if there is a God, then why do all these terrible things happen? Oh, come on. That's just a really just, come on. That, that's an easy out. Mm. You know, 
get more creative than that. And I can't, there are many atheists that have to tell me more. What else happened? Hmm. What did Jesus say? Well, why are you interested? You don't believe. So, yeah. you know, we're good. That's it's just, I, I find it a little bit funny. You know, you're atheist, but you want to know everything that I experienced. I wonder wh- why. So I believe you said that you heard angels. Is that correct? I did. Can you tell us more oh. about that? Oh, my God. Um, have you ever? Well, I can only say this being Catholic. In the church, uh, and this is this is even happening to me right now. I can hear the angels the way I heard the angels when I was in heaven. I did not see them, but there were choirs. I could hear not just one choir, many choirs of angels just singing. And it's kind of like the sweetest tea you've ever had with a little bit of honey. It's just exquisite and beautiful and exciting and uh, God, I've never felt so alive there, you know? Um, it's impressive. And I say, I say, if you don't have a faith or if you don't have a, even a curiosity, that sucks being you. It's really going to, or you're going to get pleasantly surprised. I was kind of shocked when the sky parted and I saw dimension after dimension after dimension. That kind of freaked me out, Jeff. And that was recent. Mm. This has been in the last nine months that that kind of stuff has happened. And I, I'm a little freaked out about it. I'm not, I haven't quite wrapped my head around it. Does stuff like that seem to be happening more often? Yes. Do you think that's only within you or something that the earth's going through? I think it's something that the earth's going through. Um, and I have always felt things with my body. My body has always been a really good gauge of going in a room where you got angels and going in a room where you got Satan. It's a whole, it's a, just, it's a whole different game. But, but it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely, I feel so connected with the earth and the earth is in agony. And I don't want to do one more thing to hurt or destroy or any of that. I mean, we're kind of in deep do right now. And we got to figure out how to connect again. We got to figure out how to be kind. There's a lot of angry people walking around out there, and I used to be one of them. Why do you think so many people are angry? I think, again, this is just my little two cents, but I think that there's a lot of people who've been very quiet for a very, very long time. And Donald Trump opened that gate, opened the gate for everybody who's been mad about anything. It's an excuse now. 
and we've got to, it's got to stop. We've got to stop because, you know, civil wars happen when you do this stuff. And if we don't turn this ship around, it's not going to be good. And we need to turn it around. Have you heard of the Ascension? And if so, do you believe that we're in it or coming up to it? I've heard of the Ascension. I don't know much about it. But I do believe that we are in biblical times. This is going to be a Bible. The year 2000. The 2000s and on, there's going to be some. It's biblical what's going on. And all kinds of people. You know, it's not just me. It's happening to. It's happening to more people more often than not. Without having a near-death experience. It's happening. When you mean biblical, are you saying something like revelations? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't want to be the predictor. I just know if we don't turn it around soon, we're not going to be happy with the results. Even if you're really pissed. That's not gonna that's not gonna make it different. The only thing that's gonna make any of this different is if we turn to each other and be kind and know that everybody has a struggle that they're battling with. Every human. Well, you mentioned Satan, so yeah. in your opinion, Satan is real. I do. I and- do believe it. And he is here on the earth? I believe that, yes. Uh, He tried messing with me. And I wasn't going. Tried messing and messing and messing and messing and messing. And I... I, The suffering was over the top, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, living in a transitional home for a year, um, and I remember the agony one night in this transitional home. I couldn't take it anymore. I could not take it anymore. And I said, how can I get back? How can I die? And I said to myself, maybe bleach will do it. So I went into the bathroom, got under the cupboard, got the bleach out, took a guzzle, and of course, immediately, throw up, burning, lungs hurting, and the overnight staff. I said, please don't call the ambulance. Just let me be. Let me die. And she said, of course, I'm not going to let you die. I'm calling the ambulance now. I wasn't happy about it. But I didn't know. I didn't know if bleach would do it or not. I just thought, you know. This is before or after your ND? After. Mm. After. Yeah. The real work started after the NDE. It continued on, only I got to see the hell version of it. What do you think was the catalyst that helped you get out of this recently? The pandemic. Hmm. It was a pandemic that really, uh, 
connected me, if that makes any sense at all, but it connected me again to nature and it connected me again to human beings that I have felt so isolated for a very long time, long time. Mm -hmm. And this life is short. So I choose to, what I I like to say, just dropping my little Gandhi chips along the road. I want to be the change that I'd like to see in the world. So that's what I do. People think I might be a little bit naive or, you know, she doesn't know what she's thinking. Oh, she has a brain injury. No, I am going to walk in this world the way I want to see it. And if I die doing that, I'm okay with it. All right. Well, I'm going to switch gears on you. You're You're talking about writing a book. What else do you got going on right now that you want us to know about? We just moved um, to uh, my husband's mother passed and was we were gifted her mobile home. And so for the last two weeks, a decorating friend and myself have been just creating this incredible space. So I'm having fun doing that. And then I'm going to go to Florida in January and see what's up. How can I make uh, a place for myself where it's warm and not be in the winter here? I, I mean, if I was a skier, are you kidding me? This is the best place ever. But I'm not a skier and I'm cold. So I'm going to go get warm. And I have a really phenomenal husband who's okay about that. What about your reflexology practice? Will you just continue it down there? Yes. Yeah, that's that's what. And we got ourselves a new puppy. So that's been uh, an incredible joy for me. Feels like, oh, yeah, I get to reparent or parent really well from from the get-go. So so it's just an opportunity. In my opinion, having a dog is like having a child that never grows up. It's so true. And that's... You just nailed something on the head. Because um, my sister, I have three of them. Another sister of mine has said, you know what, Mary? You know what you're really good at? grabbing the little kid in each and every one of us and inviting us to play. So I think that's kind of kudos, you know, it's, it's like, I'm doing this. I I, I don't need to be 61 for real. You know, I'm seven years old or five or two or whatever. I get to play around with all of that, you know? So, so it's been fun and really hard. I hope I've, I hope I've driven that pretty deep into our conversation, Jeff, how hard it has been, but that's how warned I was too. Like you don't understand what you're going back to sister. And he wasn't kidding. 
but I feel free. I feel uh, like I've been let out of uh, the worst prison ever. But I know why I had to do it. Nobody's going to say, oh, you don't understand. Nobody has ever said that to me. Because I do understand, Jeff. I do. I get it. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions or chat with you. Are you okay with that? And if so, absolutely. how, how should they do that? They can. I've got... Um, Facebook, um, the name of, of my business is Slow and Steady. So that's how they can get a hold of me through Facebook. Personally, Mary Rogers, Vermont. Um, happy to give my email if, if that's okay to do it here. Do I? Sure. All right. It's uh, Mary at Slow and steady dot live and let's see what happens from that so people can email me or facebook me um and i've made i've made so many friends off this near-death experience uh group it's amazing so um and they've all been incredibly encouraging for me to to tell the story so I'm really glad that I had this opportunity to do that, Jeff. All right. That got it. That's what I wanted. Did uh, that get it? That got it. Yeah. Let me just stop it. Before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? There are so many positive messages, Jeff. Um, but the biggest and the most po- is, is this is an exciting time that we're into because that's where change can really, the whole world gets to see it. It's not just one person. The whole world is involved in this change. And I think that that's exciting. And I'm going to choose to work it that way rather than go, oh, my God, we're in such trouble. You know, yeah, we're in trouble, but we can also turn it around. So I say turn it around, people. Well, Mary. Thank you for that message, and thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Thank you so much, Jeff. It was nice to talk to you, too. Likewise. Have a great evening. You, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara Podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.